Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. You are a champion. Let me say that again. You are a champion. Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Professional sport is big business. Those who participate are paid handsomely. The language they use is lucrative contract and in some areas they talk about multi-million dollar deals. Professional athletes are known to have rags to riches stories. They are able to live in mansions, have luxury cars and private jets and are able to help poor parents and siblings and donate to charity. It is as if they become overnight sensation. But is that really true? You're a champion. You, my Christian brother and sister, you are a champion. Like the professional athlete, you are an elite athlete. Let us drill down. For many of us, we get saved, we get baptized, we link up in, with a local church or a denomination and we live regular lives. By regular lives, I'm talking about those athletes who never make it to the big leagues. They may be pros, all right, but they never make it past the certain level. They don't get to the winner's podium. You never hear much about them, if at all. They are not in the news and nobody really pays attention to them. After some of us get saved, we do just enough to say that we are saved. You know what I'm talking about. We don't commit fornication or adultery. We don't drink alcohol and we don't gamble. We don't go clubbing. And this last weekend of the year, we go to all the special services because we want to be in the house of the Lord at the end of the year so that God will bless us in the coming year. We uphold the traditions of Christianity sufficiently that nobody speaks of us as backsliders. Friend of mine, that is not the life of a champion. Who then is a champion? A champion has fans. Fans are former athletes or people who love the sports and they support you. They follow you on your journey. They weep when you lose and they cheer vociferously when you win. They know about you and they want you to win. As Christians, we have fans. They are not in the game presently. The text says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Those Christians listed in the previous chapters as heroes of faith, martyrs, these are our fans and they are cheering us on. You have an obligation to acknowledge them, those older Christians who taught you in Sunday school, who were involved in ministry long before you came on the scene. These fans, they know much about the sport and they want you to win. Every time you're playing a game, they buy tickets and are seated in the stadium cheering you on. How do you respond? The champion athlete, you know that they made it and so you, so can you. 
I know their story, how they worked hard as Christians. I cannot be mediocre. I cannot be a wishy-washy Christian. The fans don't want you to be lousy, weak, and fumbling out on the field. I have to be intentional and deliberate about being a Christian. The current athletes have to be fit. Hours in the gym, eat right, get enough sleep, avoid performance-enhancing drugs, train hard. Athletes, they put in the hard work because they have a champion mentality. They are in it to win it. Listen to me, fellow Christians. The text says that we should throw off those things that hinder us, that we should get rid of the sin. Yes, that particular sin in your life that is holding you back. I'm talking about the malice, the cursing, the drinking, the sex thing, the lying. Each of us has one of those weaknesses. Don't give in to it and claim that you were born that way. You get rid of it by working at it. Keep trying and trying and depend on Holy Spirit to keep you holy, not only on Sundays, but when you face real temptations, Mondays to Saturdays. Just say no. Then there's the matter of running the race or playing through the various rounds or competing every chance you get. Champion, you run to win. Run with a spirit of endurance. And here is a huge motivator. You have your goal and you have in mind the big name in your sport that retired at the top of his game. Jesus is your goal. Jesus is the true definition of who a champion is, but don't be fooled. Jesus did not have it easy. Jesus endured the cross. He did not sidestep the cross. He faced it head on. He knew that the cross involved pain and shame, rejection and abandonment. But listen to this. Jesus also knew what was going to come after the cross, the joy that was set before him. Such as he went to heaven and is seated on the throne next to his father and all his enemies are under his feet. He leads the vast number of people who are saved because of the message of the cross. Jesus has been given all power in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Jesus has been given a name which is above every other name. Jesus is honored and adored by the angels at all times and that is because he endured the cross knowing the joy that was going to come after. These are just some features of the joy that was before him. And so, as tough as the cross story was, although he knew what was awaiting him at Calvary, he kept the joy that would come after the cross in his mind. Jesus endured the opposition, the vicious, malicious, envious, murderous opposition that came at him while he was here on earth. It was no walk in the park for him. We know about the miracles and the parade into Jerusalem. But there were the Pharisees and they made life miserable for him. There were the haters who wanted to see him dead and they got their wish when he was crucified. But listen to this. Today the cross, tomorrow the glory. Jesus is our example. 
He is the goal that we should keep in our vision as we run the grueling race. Each day when we get out of bed, know that that day is going to be a day of temptation, a day of wrestling satanic forces, a day when you will be tested, a day when you may get fired or get bad news from the doctor or somebody close to you die, or you're a victim of a motor vehicle accident or any one of the million of bad experiences that people face daily. You don't climb back in bed because of those thoughts. We get up, we get dressed, and we face the uncertainties of the day. But we do so with courage. We do so with an active faith. We do so after we have spent some time with Jesus seeking his strength and grace. We take it on because we know that all this is part of the race, but we know that it is not in vain that there is a prize. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. Child of God, today I call up the champion in you. Today I speak to the winner that you are. Do not give up on being a Christian. Don't let your favorite sin tear you down. Don't be a weak and inactive Christian. Do not be afraid to fast and spend time in prayer and study the Bible and take on the challenges of daily life. You are a champion and you will cross the finishing line in victory. The fans are rooting for you. Jesus is holding up the prize for you to see and be assured that an eternal reward awaits you if you endure to the end don't give up don't be a lazy christian stay active in the game you will overcome the big sin that keeps tripping you up over and over again do not quit you are a champion and don't you ever forget it